Hello, Yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show, we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. Good morning, Sham. Good morning. So, where did we left last time? What did we say about the Yoga Sutra of Patanjali? So, we're in the second chapter, and last time we began with the, the limbs of uh, sadhana practice. And, uh, and then the obstacles to the practice that are overcome by the practice. Such obstacles could be, for example, desire and aversion. And sometimes these obstacles can cover one another so that it seems like one is not suffering from some of the obstacles, but they may simply be dormant. Yeah. So now we are on another section. So we're going to read from Sutra 13 to 20. Yes, so the, these sutras are about the, the roots of the obstacles. And uh, because if we want to overcome these obstacles, we need to overcome them at the root. Yeah, like in everything, it's always much more healthy and long-term beneficial to go to the root of the problems everywhere in the society, in our lives. Yeah, yeah. The, the solution is at the root. Like there is this saying in the Indian texts that if you, if you water the root of the tree, then, you know, you will nourish every leaf. So instead of trying to kind of fix every little thing, you fix the main thing at the bottom and everything will be, everything will follow. So Sutra 13. Sati mule tad vipako jati ayur bhogaha. As long as the root of the obstacles exists, it fructifies as type of birth, span of life, and life experience. So, this is talking about reincarnation. Uh, as long as the kind of root of the obstacles to our practice exists, we are going to need to take other births and it's going to be a, you know each birth is a, of a particular type there's a particular lifespan and then the life experiences within this lifespan it could be for example birth as an insect so that's one type of birth the lifespan is very short um, it could be a day or a, or a few days or some weeks uh, and then what you experience within that lifespan. Um, within human life, there, there are you know, different types of um, births. So you could be born in a, in a poor family, in a dysfunctional family. Let's say there could be a rich dysfunctional family, a poor functional family. So there are, there are so many different types of of uh, births we could take, which will have different lengths and we will experience different things. It, it is also, uh, to some extent, up to you what you do with your circumstances. And, of course, you should focus on what you can do and let go of the rest. Yeah, and even though here we speak about life after life, this principle applies also within one lifetime. Like, it, for example, 
it's well known that if you have unresolved issue, somehow life will just face you again with those issues until you resolve them. And this can happen in any age. You can put it in the corner for years, but then somehow it's going to come up. So I think if some of you doesn't believe in afterlife, then this can be applied also within this life. Yeah, one can say that we live many lives within one life. Yeah, yeah, very true. So, Sutra 14. Te hlada paritapa valaha punya punya hetutvat. These, the type of birth, span of life, and life experience, bear the fruits of pleasure and pain as a result of the performance of virtue and vice. So this is the basic uh, teaching of karma, that uh, when you engage in vice or virtue, then it will create good or bad karma. And here I would like to give a note because I often hear people saying, oh, karma will catch you, or things like that, like using karma as a reflection that, of course, if you do something bad, something bad will come to you. But I see more karma as a teaching. So if you do something bad, karma will come back to you, but to teach you that that's bad so that you can learn not to do it again, not just to have someone revenge on you or something. So karma is something very, very merciful and full of compassion and really it's life trying to teach you, try to make you grow, try to understand and raise your consciousness. It's not a revenge from the universe towards something bad you did. Yeah, it, it very much connects back to what we, what we talked about just before, that, that uh, if you're not resolving issues, mm. then they will keep coming back. And really what bad actions are, it's simply somehow just avoiding resolving one's issues. So they yeah. will keep coming back. So, so it's not really, yeah, just like you say, it's not a punishment. It's simply just a just natural Cy yeah, cycle of events that, <laughs> that uh, since, since you're not so, like, if you keep the, the kind of the stone in your shoe, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna keep bothering you until, until you take it out, <laughs> you know, as, as long as you keep walking, it's, yeah, yeah. Sutra 15. Parinama tapa sanskara dukair guna vritti virodhach chadukam eva sarvang vivekinaha. For one who has discrimination, everything is suffering on account of the suffering produced by the consequences of action, by pain itself, and by the samskaras, as well as on account of the suffering ensuing from the turmoil of the vrittis due to the gunas. So some, some technical terms here, but uh, if one has heard about the Four Noble Truths of the Buddha, this, uh, it's the same teaching given given here by by Patanjali. The four noble truths of the Buddha is number one, life is suffering. Number two, the suffering is because we are attached to things. 
Number three, there is a way out of the suffering. And number four is the practice that is the way out of the suffering. Mm. And here, uh, of course, th- this this sutra here uh, is mainly talking about the first uh, of the four noble truths. Life is suffering. Because he says here that for someone who has viveka, meaning that you are able to kind of analyze things in life, that is, it's a very, it's a term very similar to buddhi, which uh, buddha is someone who has buddhi, like intelligence or discrimination. Here, discrimination is not like often this word is is used with a negative connotation in in today's society, like you discriminate between. Uh, white and black or something but but here, here it's like to be able to discriminate cause and effect in life so it says here for someone who has this kind of discrimination everything in life is suffering and it is for number one there are things we also find that, that we like that don't feel like suffering but they have the seed of suffering in them because we get used to them, we like them, but nothing lasts. So someday it's going to go and it's going to be suffering. Then number two, there is also the the kind of fear of losing the things that we have. So that is like a suffering in itself. There's either like suffering in potential, or there's the suffering in itself in the form of worrying about losing what we have. Then there is even if we appreciate the things we have and let go of them when they go, there's still like an Im- impression that we, w- we would like to experience something like that again. So that kind of impression is what kind of keeps us in the cycle of rebirth. And then number four is that there's also inherent suffering in the in the cons- constantly shifting nature of, of the uh, gunas, these um, kind of strands of material nature, which we have talked about in several previous episodes. But everything in this material world is built up of sattva, rajas, and tama. So goodness, passion, and ignorance. It has many layers and levels. It can be, for example, the the kind of mass of matter and the energy that gets it going and the, and the balance be, uh, between them. So, like when we have kind of balance in life, that is sattva. When we are restless, that's rajas. And when we are lazy or so, that's ignorance. Uh, so tama, sattva, rajas and tamas. Yeah, there are quite few very explanatory episode we made on the Bhagavad Gita about these gunas. Then Sutra 16, Heyam Dukkam Anagatam. Suffering that has yet to manifest is to be avoided. So this means there are different, different types of suffering. There is suffering that we can avoid by not letting it manifest, <laughs> which is basically by doing yoga practice. Mm. And then in the next sutra is introduced something that is going to be explained further 
in sutras 23 and forward so that we will take up in the next episode but we will kind of speak a little bit now of what leads up to that so 17 drashtre drishyayo samyogo heya hetuhu the conjunction between the seer and that which is seen is the cause of suffering to be avoided so it's basically that to that we're mixing up the seer and the seen like ourselves and what we are experiencing like for example just take a simple example like we think we are our thoughts so for example if if we are worrying about something it is we, we kind of identify with the with the worries and we think it's it's us like i am this kind of worry i am worry we say mm. yeah. <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's something we are engaging in and we can actually learn to kind of stand back from that and, and just uh, see it all pass like clouds in the sky. It's like a classical example from meditation practice. Yeah, like I see the cloud, I feel it, but I let it go. Like I feel the worry right now for this and this reason, but it's unnecessary so I can let it go. Yes. And uh, and this kind of shows that you know, you know, although the yogi sees everything as suffering, it's it's not like complaining about that or like oh, it's all suffering. It's just kind of just ad admitting it and mm -hmm. and and kind of finding finding peace with it. So it's it's actually a, at the base level, it, it is there is a sort of happiness in accepting that life is suffering. Because then you, you can actually do something about it. Mm. If you don't kind of accept that, then you're going to try to kind of hide from that fact. Yeah. Sutra 18. Prakasha, Kriya, Stiti, Shilang, Bhutendriyatmakam, Boga, Pavargartam, Drishyam. That which is knowable has the nature of illumination activity and inertia so here it's again the three gunas sattva rajas and tamas it consists of the senses and the elements and exists for the purpose of providing either liberation or experience to purusha so this means the this nature that we are getting ourselves uh, mixed up with that we, that we think like we are identifying with for example the our thoughts or things we see here it's teaching us that these things that we see they they exist for the purpose of providing either liberation or experience it means that it means that we until we want to kind of come up with this kind of at the root solution we will remain within this kind of cycle of experiences which it says here it, it's fine it's actually even it's even meant for that it's uh material nature is meant for providing experience for us until we kind of come to the point of feeling that we are ready to dissolve our entanglement with mm -hmm. it sutra 19 vishesha vishesha linga matra lingani guna parvani the different stages of the guna qualities consist of the particularized the unparticularized the distinctive and the indistinctive. 
So this is a very cryptic sutra. Of course, most of the sutras are cryptic, unless we had all the commentaries, we had to explain all these things. But the, this one in particular I find cryptic even in the translation. But the commentaries, they talk about all the different elements of material nature and how some of them are kind of more basic in that they then evolve into other forms and then we have those kind of final evolutes. Some examples given are, let's say that sound is one more kind of basic and then that in evolves into ether. So it's not that, according to the Yoga Sutras and Sankhya philosophy, it's not that, um, for example, the sense of smell is just like an, something that comes about by accident, by things happening to smell good. It's like the sense of smell is primary, and then things that smell good are created after that to kind of facilitate the sense of smell. <laughs> so we, it's mm. it's kind of a special way of thinking, uh, this kind of yoga uh, yoga philosophy and and if we learn these the kind of order of these elements then we can learn to kind of turn the direction in which we go like we we kind of tend to go towards the evolutes but if we go backwards to the more primary forms of matter we can finally uh, step back also from from the kind of totality of matter itself and just dwell in our own being. I think this is very beautiful and mind opening. Yeah, it's 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 really a shift in perspective. Mm. Uh, it's it's very kind of actually exciting when when one starts to kind of get into these things, and and we hope that our listeners will. Go to the commentaries, you know, study it more, because we are simply kind of, we're kind of giving a basic outline to kind of get get some way into these topics, because they may yeah. seem at first to just be like, what? Mm -hmm. But if we have some sort of entrance, then we can learn more. Yeah. Okay, so the last sutra for this episode, uh, sutra 20. Drashta, drashi, matraha, shuddho, pi, pratyayanupashyaha. The seer is merely the power of seeing. However, although pure, he witnesses the images of the mind. So, it is still talking here about how we get, how we get mixed up with material nature. Uh, we like we mix up soul and nature. So the seer is merely the power of seeing. So if these are of course things that are that are difficult to put into words the the yoga sutras are attempting to mm. as our teachers say um, even though the the words cannot really contain the whole truth about this it's like there's a there's a power in the kind of in the compassion that these authors have like patanjali is he's like trying to convey something here and we can connect with that like with his intention by by studying the yoga sutras so even if we cannot like grasp this thing uh, of spirit and matter getting mixed up it is something that's happening above the level of intelligence so if we try to grasp it by intelligence we're not going to succeed mm. but it's about getting to the heart of it 
as has been said in previous sections here, connecting with the kind of source consciousness, God, or what, whatever anyone would like to call it, he, she. Wondering what's God's preferred pronouns. I think now recently in the U.S. Uh, in the dictionary they change it with the non pronouns, like they call it they, if I remember correctly. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, that that works. It's something universal. Yeah. Yeah. And about this principle, uh, just to give a practical example, it's like, I think it's like. Um, if you have an orange, you can study the orange as much as you want. You can study the layers or uh, all the colors. You can know by theory how it tastes, that it's sweet, but also sour. And you can read anything you want about the orange, but until you taste it, you don't really know what an orange is. But at the same time, it's very good to know everything you know about the orange so you don't go in, you're not going to eat the skin for example so knowledge is important in some way but it's not all like you you have to put it in practice yes and that is exactly what this podcast is about so yeah <laughs> so we are getting to the to the core here yeah good wonderful so um, let's just give a hint of what's going to be the next episode about? Yes, so as mentioned uh, a few sutras back, there's uh, this kind of concept of the conjunction was introduced, like how uh, spirit and matter gets mixed up. And that is going to be elaborated on in the in the coming sutras up until uh, text um, 28. Cool, good. So... Thank you so much, as usual. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. I hope this episode fulfilled its purpose of inspiring you. If you like it, feel free to share it, give a review or a rating, subscribe. And if you have any question, please get in touch at aikoota.com.